from the HIT Podcast, HIT, Human Resources, Insurance, and Technology. I'm your host, Toby Kennedy. Every week on Tuesdays, we're dropping into your feed with what I hope is a bite-sized, relevant dialogue, conversation, covering some of the things going on in the space for anyone involved with human resources, insurance, and technology. With that being said, this week's weekly hit is brought to you by Montage Insurance Solutions, and let's jump right into it. For this week's weekly hit, I wanted to touch on flu shots because I know a lot of organizations out there is getting to that time of year where you may be hosting a flu shot clinic. Now, I happen to have flu shot clinic extraordinaire expert planner Susie Mellon with me. Susie, thank you so much for joining us. Of course. Susie works with Montage Insurance Solutions in the wellness and event planning department. Susie, have you planned a flu shot before? Many. Many! <laughs> have you planned a wellness event before? I sure have. So thank you very much for sitting in with us and helping our audience out there who are in the human resources field that might be looking to get some of these sorts of events up off the ground. And maybe just to start off with, what, what what's the first thing someone would need to know if, if one were tasked with planning a flu shot clinic? Um, definitely the dates. So find, you know, two, three, four different dates that are going to work for your organization and also keep in mind um, the best time to have them is end of August, September, October, um, because you really want it to take effect and really help your organization by not spreading the flu. Um, and the thing to remember with that as well is it does take some time when you're scheduling with the pharmacy mm. um, to make sure that you're going to be on the docket. Yeah, you mentioned the time frame, and I think that well, you know earlier than August, like you mentioned number one, we don't know if we have the serums, right? Mm-hmm, exactly. And then number two, when you talked about the timing, I just want to unpack that because the flu shots maybe take a minute to kick in and also only last for a certain time mm-hmm, frame, right? Exactly. So you want to kind of hit flu season. Is that mm-hmm. what you're saying? Exactly. And um, the, the further you wait to schedule it, your, those dates that you have in mind for your organization, they kind of go out the window essentially because... You know, you're going to pick what you can have. Meaning that the vendors book up a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have preferred vendors and, you know, not to shout anyone out, but just to give, you know, folks that are listening a a place to turn? Yeah. um, I I definitely think one, your local pharmacy, Mm -hmm. Rite Aid's really great. They don't have as many fees, essentially, if you um, don't have your, say, if you don't use all of your vaccines that you Mm -hmm. scheduled for, a lot of these pharmacies will have a missed dose fee um, and, Say if you plan for 200, you had 30 show, that becomes incredibly expensive. Uh, So personally, I found Rite Aid's really uh, ready and able to work, more flexible, and um, they generally have just more of a per per nurse staffing fee, Mm. um, which is is a lot more manageable, especially when you have groups that have 200 to 300 employees. Right, right. So you're mentioning uh, kind of two to 300 employees, and maybe that's at a single site, maybe that's Mm multi-location. What do you do? How do you plan this stuff if you're an organization that does have multi-location? Yeah, so if you have multiple locations, you are going to need to book per location. Um, I would definitely designate one person that's kind of your contact for all of these locations because you can have an on-site contact, but in terms of the booking, it gets really challenging. You have to fill it out kind of the same sort of way. So you're talking about one person at the client level, one person in the human resources sort of team, department, mm-hmm, exactly. and that person becomes the champion of the whole flu shot clinic at every different site. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So that's tip. One, one of the tips is maybe having uh, a single human being within the HR department be the kind of flu shot champion. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. And then you, you build that rapport with the vendor. So um, there's been a few times that Rite Aid has been able to bail me out with a last minute request and because I developed that relationship. So if it's something you plan on doing going forward for years to come, start building that uh, relationship early. And if for whatever reason Rite Aid's not an option for some reason, are there, you know, surely other organizations? Yeah, CVS? just about any pharmacy does yeah. it. Um, CVS does it. Yeah. There's someone that um, does have a little bit more fees, but they're really easy to work with. You can also even go to your local mom and pop yeah. type of pharmacy. Um, and again, the, the thing to remember is it's really going to be based on you being able to build their insurance. Yeah and being able to work with the pharmacy that way. You mentioned fees a couple times. I, I kind of do want to unpack that. What are the charges when they come through? What do they look like? How are they charged? Um, so usually for coming on site, there isn't a fee per se. It's more so of the missed doses. Mm. So when you are doing that booking, um, some people think, oh, I'd rather just plan for 200 and then scale back. It's easier to start small and add some more on, have them bring some extras because if you say you schedule for 200 and again you you get 30 you're going to get a missed dose fee for for all of those doses which definitely adds up um, some fees you know different pharmacies are different in how they handle it um, essentially you could have just a, a nursing fee a staffing mm -hmm. fee for them to come out and the one thing to remember is typically they are booked like clockwork so mm -hmm. if you are going to have a flu on-site flu clinic for five people, they usually won't come out for something like that unless right. you can guarantee a minimum. The minimum is usually 20 to 25 per hour, the minimum. Um, and if you don't meet that threshold, that's, again, when the fee would take place. Right. right. Um, and then another example, most insurance carriers, Cigna, uh, Blue Shield, Blue Aetna, Shield UAC, yeah. Uh, yeah. Aetna, they all usually allow you to go to any pharmacy to get your your flu shot, it's right. just billed to them. Kaiser is something different. Mm -hmm. that's, ev that's something everyone needs to keep in mind. Um, they are very much in-house. So if you are going to offer it to your Kaiser employees, um, you would have to actually pay for their vaccine mm. if you're going through a local pharmacy. Otherwise, you can reach out to Kaiser. They do have a, like a mobile um, clinic that they can do as well. But ultimately, the best thing to do is really look at your population. If you have... Right you know, 80% Cigna and 20% Kaiser, it might make sense for your planning purposes to just plan it all on the same day and eat the cost for the, the Kaiser members. Um, what and might that make cost look like, 20 to $30 a person? They're usually or? about 30 to 40 per person. Okay. Um, they could be less. It really just depends on the serum. I've noticed it's changed a little bit, but I'd say about 35 is a good Are they splashing any, you know, COVID into the serum these yes. days? Or is it a different serum? <laughs> or what's going on vaccine Well, wise? so what they do... Um, with that, the other thing to keep in mind is if you are over 65, that rate does go a little bit higher because they have a different type of serum for them. But with your um, your flu vaccine clinics, you also can have them bring out the COVID boosters. Yeah. They love to do that just because, again, it's, it keeps everyone, you know, in compliance and uh, everyone's healthy. Bo boots boosting on the ground, them. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and they can get both at the same time. Um, right, so that's a, right. a common misinterpretation where people think, or misconception, um, people think that... If I get the flu, I can't get the COVID or one or the mm -hmm. other sort of thing. So you can have them do both, and it's nice to offer that, because sometimes people aren't into getting the flu vaccine, but sure. they'll want to go get the booster, and yeah. that still counts towards your minimum, so uh, it's it's good to offer both. So you talked about minimums, you talked about missed dosages, you actually talked a moment ago about being some someone being over 65, 
And that all, to me, sort of uh, uh, talks to like a scheduling sort of a thing, right? Mm -hmm. How many people, who are they, what are their ages? What do you recommend from the standpoint of how do I get my count per belly button? Who's coming? How old are they? I mean, what's the logistics surrounding that? Yeah, absolutely. So they have, um, most of the pharmacies do have their own kind of scheduler. If it's a bigger pharmacy, Mm -hmm. say CVS, Rite Aid. I found the best option is to use something called Plan Hero. Um, there's a lot of different platforms that you can use. Um, but what I would do is I would send out a link. And then at that point, they can schedule it. And I scheduled it, you know, five people per 10 minutes because it doesn't mm-hmm. take them very long mm-hmm. once they have their waivers and everything. And then at that point, you have an accurate list. So then you'll know cost-wise, too, say if it's the day before the event and you notice you have five people signed up, you're going to have to do a pretty heavy push and, you know, maybe some door-to-door uh, knocking on offices the next day to get people in there. Yeah, so the, the door-to-door becomes, you know, I, I putting words in your mouth here, but like a last-ditch thing, right? Prior to mm-hmm. that, what are some good ways to get the word out and kind of get people signed up and tips and tricks on, on messaging? Yeah, I, I definitely recommend kind of a, a teaser type of flyer. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, we're scheduling a, a flu clinic. Um, we'll let you know the date once we have it. That just gets it on people's minds. Because if you do wait too long to advertise, a lot of people have already gotten theirs or right. they scheduled it. And especially if you happen to be one of the organizations that, you know, unfortunately has theirs in November, the majority of your, your staff has already been vaccinated. Sure. So um, definitely the teaser flyer. You can post it, do an email blast, um, put something in the break room, yeah. have something at your, your front desk reception area. And then I would say no later than two weeks before. Definitely make sure you've advertised at some point. Right. If you could do a month, that that's amazing. That's your sweet spot. If you do two months, people forget about that's right. it. That's right. So about six weeks to four weeks, um, perfect. And then again, doing a push probably that same week the Monday prior, mm-hmm. if it's on a Wednesday, and then the day of, the morning of, as a reminder. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned, um, you know, that if you wait too long, people might have gone out on their own already, and that kind of reminds me, like, your your flu shot clinic doesn't need to be the one and only place your folks get their flu shot, and so circling back to maybe that Kaiser world, for folks that do have maybe an overwhelming amount that are not on the Kaiser, right, they're on a, a non-Kaiser at Cigna at Anthem, for example, Maybe what you do is is you indeed offer, you bring it out, you offer to pay, but maybe remind them, right? And if you're a Kaiser member, it is free at Kaiser, right? So you can kind of maybe mm-hmm. mitigate costs a little bit that way by reminding folks, we're doing this for a convenience thing, mm-hmm. we're bringing it out, but, you know, reminder guys, get your flu shot in general. And if you mm-hmm. are with Kaiser PSA, if you're there anyways, fill in a script or something, exactly. it's free, right? Exactly. Um, so we covered a little bit about the cost. We covered a little bit about some of the logistics uh, some of the messaging, some of the vendors. You know, I wonder if you have thoughts, because you obviously do a lot more than simply flu shot clinics, right? Your, your role here, and not to, you know, plug too much, but it, you you coordinate wellness in general and events mm-hmm. in general. And I wonder your thoughts on making the flu shot clinic a bigger event or tying into other wellness initiatives, or if you think it's a standalone or pros and cons, or even maybe your, your thoughts in general on other wellness events throughout the course of the year, just to kind of pick your brain a little further while we have you. Yeah, I think it would definitely depend on the organization. Um, say if it's a, you know, a credit union, um, sometimes it's better just to stand alone because people have different scheduling. But as a, a fellow HR person, um, 
it's a great way to kind of plug an event into your wellness event and you can make it something bigger. So, you know, in past we've done something where we've done smoothies. So if you mm-hmm. get your, your vaccine, you get a free smoothie. Then we've, you know, scheduled other health screenings for, you know, blood pressure, mm-hmm. had different carriers come out. So it really kind of becomes kind of like a mini benefit fair, yeah. but also a wellness event. And it's a really good reminder because there's a lot with the carriers with their their benefits that they're not aware of. For example, you get you know a wellness credit for going and getting your your examination. So yeah. having all of that stuff, um, one saves some time on your back. You're not having to plan multiple events, um, and people generally enjoy it. And two, you might also it helps with those numbers too because they do accept walk-ins. So right. say if you have a fair and there's benefits and someone didn't think to schedule for the the flu shot. Um, essentially, you can kind of rope them in and say, hey, come get yours now. And that, that also helps keep your cost down as well. Because they may have had some extras, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe even that guy might have helped you out by taking the place of a no-show or something exactly. like that. So you know, exactly. For some of those. You mentioned smoothies uh, as a, a pseudo-incentive or maybe just a, a coupling to. But I wonder about the conversations surrounding incentivizing. Do folks do that to any degree of success? Or what do you think about, you know, uh, how do you... you uh, Put a little carrot out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've found with any event, you know, have a lot of event experience, incentives are always the best way to go. Yeah. Um, even if something's free, not everyone will go. They want a reason to. And so I think, again, by making this a yearly thing you do, them seeing that there's some raffle prizes there, you sure. know, having a table with like a prize wheel. It's like, hey, you you got your, your vaccine. You're helping us keep, you know, our organization safe. Come spin this prize wheel, something like that, and they can win uh, a prize, raffle prize, you know, all that fun stuff. And I think that that really does help. Um, I think if it's purely just a flu clinic, um, it's kind of quiet. It kind of gets forgotten about, essentially. So, Yeah, and, you know, just to so folks at home know, obviously many of the, the, you know, individuals listening to this might be a client of Montage, but some might not. And it's my understanding you've actually done work for non-Montage clients Mm-hmm. in event planning, in wellness planning. So if people really needed that extra set of hands, it, it might be something that they could turn to you for. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, right on. Cool. And and again, I know you, you teased it a second ago, but your background is in HR, first mm-hmm. and foremost. That's <laughs> your your first love. And then you've, you've sort of uh, come over to not only help on the human resources side here, but but the event planning and yes, the wellness absolutely. stuff. So thank you for sharing uh, your tips and tricks. Any, any last uh, nuggets of information for any of our audience out there listening that are thinking about planning a wellness event or thinking about a flu mm-hmm. shot clinic specifically, anything else to parting wisdom? Yeah, I would say uh, don't be overwhelmed by it. I think sometimes, especially if you are an organization that has multiple sites, um, jot it all down, have it organized, so then when you do go to book it, you have every piece of information because they will ask you things like how many people, what type of insurance. Um, so just kind of going on there to you know look around isn't really the best way to do it in the beginning. Um, but once you have that booked, they're very, very easy to work with. Um, I personally am someone that likes to remind people multiple times because, you know, sometimes you can get burned. I've had that happen in the yep. event world. So um, I usually like to get a contact. And what's great about these pharmacies, too, is usually two days, sometimes a week before, they will have the actual pharmacist reach out to you. And they kind of go over the logistics, like where is it going to be held? Who do I need to contact? And at that point is when I always say, hey, could you bring, like, 20 extra because they don't go bad yeah um or 30 extra and that's always been the the best way i've done it so definitely stay organized um but it's not as daunting as it seems 
Love that. Well, we're getting into the season, so thank you for being generous with your wisdom here and sharing that with the audience. Uh, That's all the time we have today here on the Hit Podcast. Join us next week and every week, and until next week, make this the best week yet.